SDI membership is about being part of a global contemplative movement that contributes to peace, justice, and living in right relationship with all living beings. The SDI Learning Community is a group of compassionate listeners who are committed to serving others on their spiritual journeys. Everyone is welcome to become a member of SDI, which also supports our work to advocate for the healing contemplative modalities of spiritual direction and companionship. Become a new member or renew your membership on SDI's secure online store at sdicompanions.org. Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast on spiritual direction and spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. Thank you for listening. Learn more about our work and the work of spiritual direction and spiritual companionship on our website, sdicompanions.org. In this episode, I interview Elaine Forey. It's really more of a conversation, but Elaine is a, an SDI member. She is a media reviewer for Presence Journal, our flagship publication. That means she writes reviews about various spiritual and contemplative books. She's located in Durban, South Africa. Uh, and as I mentioned in the conversation, it's always pretty cool to get to speak to somebody around the world, thousands of miles away. Elaine was a trauma professional and has worked with a lot of trauma for folks. She also identifies as a mystic, and we get into both of those things in this conversation, including her journey taking care of her husband who has a cancer diagnosis. hope you enjoy and appreciate this conversation with Elaine. I thank her for her sharing. So Elaine, uh, thank you for taking the time to to share your story with with us at SDI, with the SDI community. And it's really good to speak to you. It's Can you tell us where you are, first of all? Yeah, um, I live in a coastal town called Durban on the southeast coast of South Africa. Okay, and I am in uh, the Pacific Northwest of the United States. And so we are talking across oceans and continents. And it's an eight hour difference, something like Mm -hmm. that. So I always always find that very special that we can talk in a place like this. It's a a miracle, it really is. Yeah, it is. Um, well, let, what, can you share a little bit about your work in the world, your work and your service, however you might define Um I did work formally all my life as a psychologist. I worked in corporate industries and in academic institutions. Um, so I've taught a lot and I've done a lot of consulting. I've worked all my life. I've never had the luxury of being able to stay at home, (laughs) except for now. Um, But I've loved it. I've loved the learning that I've um, been able to do. And I come from being a a secretary, which is what I started life out as, and just gradually just um, did distance learning and got myself a few degrees and qualified as a psychologist and um, 
I did specialist training in, in trauma. We have a lot of trauma in this country <laughs> to work with. So you, um, I used to uh, work, work in trauma counseling with one of the very, very big um, security companies in Johannesburg. Um, which was very interesting because um, they, they've all got PTSD and they're actually very difficult to work with. They don't speak my language. Um, I did the trauma counselling for some of the people from the tsunami at Pipiand, which was also um, totally different for me and, and very interesting. And I also was trained as a marriage counsellor and did that towards the end of my career. I just found in marriage counseling, I was just dealing with the most awful stuff that really was dragging me down, um, addictions and, and incest and abuse and you know just really, really horrible things. And not just now and again, but just about every time. And I just got to the stage where I thought, I don't need this in my life anymore. <laughs> I'm about to retire and uh, I don't want to deal with this all the time. Yeah, so I, that, that's really been in a nutshell what I've what I've done. I saw you just, uh, I think I, it was the SDI that um, is doing some work with James Finley. Yes, we, we do. Yeah. We have a relationship with him and he's, uh, he has presented, he presented at our last conference and yeah. he's doing a webinar for us coming up here in a couple of months. And I think that's right. going to be an ongoing, uh, an ongoing thing where he, he is teaching us. Because I started, um, I'm definitely a mystic when it comes to spirituality. And I started off with Richard Raw and Cynthia Bourgeau, um, Thomas Merton. But I've been reading uh, James Finley. He does, uh, he is doing some tremendously interesting work with trauma. Um, and he, he he had a course called Mystical Sobriety, where he, um, sorry, let me take these gloves off. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> I, thought, I wanted to comment on the gloves. I actually thought they were really, really cool. <laughs> Fingerless, they've got cool stripes, and you wear them indoors. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> it's quite cold today. <laughs> um, he brings together the Alcoholics Anonymous uh, healing process with the spiritual uh, the growth of the spiritual growth process. He brings the two together. So, and the, the spirituality side comes in at what he calls an axial moment, and what we would call um, when someone is rock bottom, someone who has an addiction has is rock bottom. And he talks about how that whole thing plays out. It's absolutely fascinating. He had a very tough life himself, so he knows trauma intimately um, from his own experience. And um, I started to read other authors and um, got this huge notebook um, that I've got his notes in and to actually patch things in that other authors are saying in support of what he's been talking about. And I really want to develop that into a course for our community here. 
because we we don't have James Finley's. <laughs> we we don't even really have a, a trauma center that's really anything worth going to. Um, and and there's a lot of people, as you can imagine, in a crime-ridden country, um, that are, are traumatized and and would would really enjoy understanding it better. So, uh, yeah, did I answer your question, Matt, or did I? Oh yes. Did I, did I digress? <laughs> yes, and in, in the most perfect ways because there's so many, so many avenues here that we can take, and I actually have a few I want to explore with you. Maybe first of all, you mentioned you use the term axiom, and maybe you could just define that really quick. I understand it as like a like a turning point or a shift or a pivot. Um, a turning point. He's actually got uh, James has actually got a podcast uh, that you can access called the Axial Axial Moment, where he explains it completely. But yeah, it's a threshold or a turning point, or the addict is now in a in a position where where they are. You can influence them to to change. Um, they have got to that stage. That's what that's what he means. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's uh <laughs> that seems like a very uh rich place for somebody to be at that point. Yeah. You yeah. Open, in your vulnerability and your brokenness, you open up to possibility, and then anything is possible. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You you you've reached a point where you acknowledge you can't do this yourself so and that's where the spiritual side comes in yeah yeah and maybe we can speak to that too but i i do want to acknowledge you know you named your your homeland as as a trauma as trauma there's a lot of trauma in your homeland and yes, very much so. yeah yeah and you spoke to it's interesting to me that it was the marriage counseling aspect that became more than too heavy, right? too heavy to carry because. Well, you see, I I don't, um, I feel very strongly about the, the private professional counseling process in our country. I just think the rates that they charge, no one, um, it's not an upper middle class could possibly afford them. So I always, my target market was the people who couldn't afford, you know, the counselling in the private sector. So I, I didn't charge very much at all, less than half of what private people were charging. So I, I attracted people who were being affected by these kinds of addictions and who probably hadn't really had a great moral influence in their life. A lot of them came from abused families. A lot of them didn't have a mother and a father. So, yeah, it was it was very very complex working with them, trying to mend a relationship. And this was the point I made about spiritual direction, where that came from, is that you cannot move anyone anywhere um, emotionally or spiritually if you can't address the trauma because trauma makes you get stuck it kind of like a monkey on your back until it's resolved until you can live with it side by side instead of being 
controlled by it. You can't, you can't move anyone forward. So as a, as a spiritual director, I would think that you would need to be able to firstly recognize that this person is dealing with trauma and then be able to walk beside them once you had put that there, you know, put that out in the open and and try to try to bring it out, try to talk about it, try, you know, you got, you got, you, you, as, a, as a spiritual director, even as a psychologist, you, you don't, you can't cure it, they've got to do it. Um, and, and, you know, maybe contrary to traditional literature, I don't actually believe you ever totally heal trauma. But as long as it isn't controlling you, as long as the um, behavioral changes that you make in order to cope with that trauma um, aren't controlling you, but you are not necessarily controlling them, but, but walking comfortably with them. Mm-hmm. Unless you can get to that point um, with with someone, they don't move. You know, they they get they stuck. That's super fascinating, and you know, you're speaking very much to the heart of a a broader conversation that that we are having, that our spiritual companionship community is having around meeting people and walking with them in their trauma, and this is a I can say a relatively new conversation for us. There used to be quite the quite the split uh, for for spiritual a spiritual director formally trained to encounter something that was perceived as a you know a mental health issue and yeah. uh, and deferring right. So you know encountering trauma and saying you know with the best intentions, I'm not equipped to work with you in this and you need to seek a mental health professional and you know we we still do that we still are working on that but it is not black and white like it is very much a gray area and especially as we are recognizing and this is what I think you're speaking to that there's a spiritual aspect to trauma as well as a psychological one and what you said you know that's a, somebody just gets stuck in their trauma and they cannot progress, whether that's just sort of being in having agency in their everyday life, but also uh, just the ability to grow spiritually, right? Grow is not the right word, but to uh, expand, expand. Transform or turn, yeah. Yeah, and so you are speaking to this, and you're speaking it kind of from uh, from the other way, which is you were trained as a clinical psychologist and were encountering these things, and that has you are you are recognizing that as more and more a spiritual issue. Uh, I just I'm intrigued by that. I'm interested by that because it it gets into that that gray space that we're all exploring here, the SDI community, which is that. I think you named it. We're all carrying some forms of trauma, be they you know direct, be they really visceral, or be they generational, systemic, even. And we we have to be we have to equip ourselves as spiritual companions, or at least be courageous enough to to walk with people in their trauma, and also take care of ourselves. And I and I hear you saying that about your your own your own work that you you found the need to take care of yourself. 
And I want to ask you about that, but I also want to ask you about mysticism. You named yourself as a mystic. And I, I, this was a long way of asking you, like, how do you understand what it means to be a mystic? It's really very simple. Um, a mystic is someone who experiences God. It's, it's something really different from sitting in a church and listening to the liturgy and the doctrine and um, having the rules and pushed down your throat and you um, then actually having that and you spoke of grace, having that experience of in contemplation of the presence of God. And that's that actually defines the mystic. But of course, it has a number of ramifications. And uh, I think it's Raw who says, you need a foundational base. So my foundational base is Anglican or Episcopalian. And, but I, I'm, I get my uh, transforming growth from contemplation, from sitting in God's presence and often just listening for his voice. Um, I did write in my notes, one of the things I try to do regularly is get down onto the beachfront um, with my back um, at sunrise. Because for me, um, it is so incredibly beautiful that you cannot possibly deny the presence of God. It is overwhelmingly gracious. You cannot possibly not feel the presence of God. If you stop, if you stop and, and really look at what you're looking at, I mean, there are so many aspects. It's not just the sunrise, it's not just the sun. It's the colors, it's the reflections, it's the 40 different hues of gray and blue in the waves, um, whether which, which whether the wind's blowing or, or which direction it's blowing, it's all different things that you see. And you, you I, I've done this so many times and I am overwhelmed every time with the grace of God, honestly. And um, that is a, a, a contemplative experience for me which is richer than even just sitting in silence because I can see him, you know, I, I can see him, I can see his creation and then I can see this absolute miracle that no one else can do this. No one else can do this. It's just too beautiful. Did you know that you can advertise on this podcast? It's true. SDI advertising is open to anybody. For as little as $99, you can promote your spiritual direction practice, your new book, your upcoming course, or whatever you have to thousands of SDI podcast listeners. Your purchase of an ad also helps support this podcast and our advocacy work around spiritual direction and spiritual companionship. 
Learn more and purchase an ad today on our store, sdicompanions.org. Just go to the shop link and select advertising. And so I try to get there as often as possible because my soul is refreshed, my heart is renewed, I'm bubbling over with joy, and I just uh, a different person. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Thank you for I sharing that. I mean, I can see it now, <laughs> even just in your sharing. Like you are, you are a light, <laughs> like a, an aura. You're like a glow as you are <laughs> laughing yeah when was the last time when was the last time you went down to the beach i go to the beach quite often but i don't always manage to get there at sunset it's been a couple of weeks but i'm going to try and go tomorrow morning um, with my husband being sick sometimes i have the i can't go out early but um i think i'm going to be able to go tomorrow or friday uh, definitely. You mentioned your husband being sick, and you you certainly don't have to answer this, but I wonder if you'd be willing to share a little bit about that. Yeah, it's it was such a shock to us because you know he's a young man. He is actually his birthday today. There was never the expectation that he would get sick, you know. <laughs> um, and he was diagnosed with this um, stage four cancer in April. It's very bad, it's very widespread. They don't know this, the primary or where it's coming from. Um, but what, what's what been so, I could say, um, interesting <laughs> is that our lives have just been st stood on their heads. You know, they've just changed completely. And the way that we have learned to lean into God, to um, fall into his grace, into his embrace, because the cancer story, as I have learned, is absolutely nothing predictable. You can be making plans to go to the beach the next day for a picnic or something, and two hours later, there'll be a crisis and you'll be in casualty and you'll be in the wards. And, and I've never experienced this level of uncertainty in my life. And I know, and, and my husband is the same. I know that if we didn't, if we weren't so close to God, if we weren't so strong in our faith, I don't think we would make it. We are trying to uh, um, learn this new way of life. Um, one of the things that's been really difficult for me is to um, to leave him, to, to leave him and go and do what I would have done normally. And that's been a huge challenge for me. Uh, and that's often why I haven't been down on the beach on the back because I just feel guilty leaving him. But I've got past that now because you know, you, as a caregiver, you can't become the, the sick person. You can't be the same as the sick person, or you can't help them. And so I'm learning to gradually put my life back in place. So um, I don't know how, without faith, you get through an experience like this. But it's it's been painful. It's been scary, but it's been wonderful. 
here too, just the, the, the suffering that your husband is going through and your own suffering, you know, your own carrying that as a caregiver, the story, the story of, of that, that is being, you are sharing, offering to your community as well, because it's, it's more than anyone can bear. And yet you are bearing it through, through being grounded in your faith and in, in your spiritual practices. You're recognizing going to the well, it gives them it gives them hope um Matt you know because we're not the only ones going through that kind of trauma and so and 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 when they can see us um and the way we are managing it through faith it gives them hope he's dearly loved by the by the parish they you know they're all very concerned about him and very supportive. Thank you for sharing some of your journey with us. And, that. It's, and I wish you all the best and, and your husband too. Continuing to be grounded. If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us share and spread the word, about the life-giving practice of spiritual companionship, you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast through your favorite app. You could give us a like or even write us a review. Thank you for listening. This is Matt Whitney with Spiritual Directors International. Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you, so please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. SDI is the home of spiritual companionship. Learn more about us and our work on our website, sdicompanions.org.